Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed. Jew, but he must be a Jew for Jesus, because it's all about Christianity, it's all about JC, not Hashem, should have been the theme song played last night at the Sheen Center downtown, where the Rev and the Rabbi had invited our WABC listeners, it was a symposium that was sponsored by Red Apple Media and our owners and operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis. It featured Reverend Bernard. Uh, he is the uh, host of the Mega Church, the Christian Cultural Center. Put it up not far from where I was raised in Canarsie on Pennsylvania Avenue in Flatlands. Used to be all the Gambino junkyards, the chop shops, and their burial grounds. And then after Starrett City went up and the Russian immigrants uh, went right into Starrett City, in came Reverend Bernard and his uh, parishioners at the megachurch. Then, of course, there's Rabbi Joe Potasnik. He's the longest-lasting radio talk show host here at WABC, having done the first talk show right after they flipped from uh, spinning stacks of wax top 40 to talk. It was then called Religion on the Line. He's been with us ever since. And I had uh, quite a beef with them because uh, I must tell you, uh, Lou, um, I asked them point blank. I said, this is a WABC event. Uh, Can I attend? And they said, well, we already have our Roman Catholic uh, representative from WABC. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, this standing room only. We're trying to have as many different religious organizations uh, 
uh, represented because of diversity. Uh, and we already have Peter King. Uh, Peter King, who got his ashes on Wednesday. Uh, if you notice, uh, Macedonian Philly was running all over the studios at WABC, you know, with the uh, black uh, crucifix on his forehead, flexing uh, that he's an RC, a real Christian. So they said, sorry, Curtis, uh, Peter King will be representing the interests of the Roman Catholic Church. I said, well, uh, who, uh, you're interviewing the mayor, right? They ran against the mayor. Yeah, and Rabbi Joe Potasnik uh, said to me, he goes, I'll tell you what, why don't you give us two questions, uh, and we'll ask uh, the mayor those questions, right? Padre, Fili, Spiritu, Santum. So I got into my, sort of my uh, AMP Catholic uh, mentality, ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. And I leaned over when they were both here doing their show, Sunday mornings, you can hear them. In fact, they will replay the seminar that uh, they hosted at the Sheen Center, featuring Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan. And the Roman Catholic representative of WABC was Peter King. He was a much better choice uh, because he graduated Brooklyn Prep. I did not. He's an observant Catholic, and I am not. So I accepted that. So I asked the one question, uh, Rabbi Joe Potasnik, would you please do me the honor of asking him whatever happened to the rat czar? He announced that he would uh, find one on December 7th. Took a month. I volunteered to do it at no cost to the taxpayers on January 7th. Uh, in the evenings when the rats are out because they're nocturnal. And he said three days later, F you, I'm not in need of your services. And then went on and on of how he hates rats and how he's going to get a rat star. And here we are, February 24th. Rabbi Joe, would you ask him that? And I wrote out the question in block letters, which I always print. Uh, that proves that I'm a graduate of parochial schools because even if you graduate a moron, your printing is so good that they can use it uh, on the eye chart test at the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, to determine uh, if you're in need of glasses or if you can pass the vision test. And so he said he would ask it. And apparently uh, Rabbi Joe Potasnik flicked it into the round filing cabinet and it went out with the recycling. So I asked some other questions. I said, gentlemen, the Sheen Center, is that named after Martin Sheen, the liberational theologist, the peacenik, or his son, the crackhead, the methhead, the 9-11 denier, Charlie Sheen? And uh, they had a little bit of a chuckle, and they said no. I said, was the Sheen Center named after Bishop Fulton J. C. Sheen, who in the 1950s, was the number one Roman Catholic figure in America, superseding cardinals, including Cardinal Spellman, who uh, resided in the rectory of the Archdiocese in the shadow of St. Patrick's Cathedral. And boy, did they have a battle. They had quite the battle. And I figured, okay, possibly the Sheen Center was named after Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. He was, uh, in fact, appointed by the Pope at that time, uh, to head the Society for the Propagation of the Faith. He had far more input uh, than, than Cardinal Spellman. And everybody knew at that time that J. Edgar Hoover uh, and his boy toy uh, friend at the FBI were frolicking whenever they would visit New York City on Madison Avenue in the rectory of St. Patrick's Cathedral with Cardinal Spellman 
They were all drag queens running around, enjoying themselves. Uh, and it became well known. Well, the Cardinal always hated anybody that might, uh, might be getting more attention than he. And let's face it, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen, he understood that Cardinal Spellman and J. Edgar Hoover were drag queens, loving their time in the rectory at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Everybody knew it, but nobody said anything. So what happened? Cardinal Spellman went to the Vatican and said, I want Bishop Fulton J. Sheen whacked. And he was. He was sent out into the middle of the heartland of America, where originally he came from Peoria, to eventually die. So they told me, no, 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 the Sheen Center is not named after that. So I said, okay, I'm not invited. Uh, Congressman Peter King is representing the Roman Catholic faith at this gathering of religious figures, a panoply of different religious figures and secular figures. And Lou, uh, about halfway through their uh, softball interview with uh, Eric Adams, they were serving up, not softballs, clincher softballs, 13-inch softballs. They were serving uh, beach balls. And, I mean, questions of absolutely no impact on Eric Adams. And it's like he had the questions in advance. Rabbi Joe Potashnik never asked him my question. And, by the way... Uh, just like during the campaign where they interviewed Eric Adams extensively here on WABC, they, they pledged support for him from both Jews and Pentecostal Protestants. They had an ally because in, uh, in the throng was Congressman Peter King. He is an Eric Adams Republican. But before they could complete that love fest on the stage... Before they could all pat each other on the back so hard they'd have to go for a chiropractic adjustment. Some members of New York Communities for Change, 20 of them, rose up and they began a protest against the mayor, and rightfully so, saying, Mr. Mayor, respectfully, uh, you haven't done anything about safe, affordable, and stable homes and neighborhoods, the very issues that you campaigned on uh, that you got elected mayor in order to do. So they were exhibiting the uh, the traits of nonviolent, uh, passive resistance. And yet, you know, they got dragged out. Lou, they, they got dragged out. Macedonian Phil. WABC stands for free speech. They were kicked out to the curb. They let the mayor's henchmen, including his brother Bernard, who was part of his security team, hustle. These noble people out from the new communities of change and kicked them out into the streets. Free speech died that day. And I couldn't be there to support my brothers and sisters in solidarity. Because whether we agree or don't agree, ladies and gentlemen, I think we could all agree on the fact that people in America have the right to be heard and WABC is that place. And at the Sheen Center yesterday, it was not done. And then I noticed at the very end, Lou, uh, once uh, the 20 of the new communities for change had been extricated, kicked out into the streets, and the love fest continued in which this softball interview of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, continued. At the very end, when everybody gave salutations and greetings, because, you know, these religious affairs, Lou, everybody has to get up, everybody has to say one of their prayers. You know, there's like 25 religious figures there. And then out of nowhere, running up, still with the remnants of the black ashes on his forehead from the day before Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, Peter King 
was bear-hugging bear hugging Eric Adams up on the stage, and I mean they were lip-locking. I said to myself, oh, God, what is this? Once again, Peter King proved that he is an Eric Adams Republican. And due to Peter King and the Nassau County uh, GOP, they are responsible for once again bringing to this uh, this political world uh, the person known as George Santos, that W disgraziata, that W shanda. Yeah, they're responsible. And you heard at the top of the news, first by Brian Kilmeade and his national uh, show that preceded us. He was talking with our own Sid Rosenberg and then eventually our news hour. That once again, George Santos is in the news, he claimed, uh, when he was running for Congress, with the support of Peter King, I might add, and the Nassau County GOP, that he and his family engaged in helping children with EB, a rare blood disease, and that he and his parents were making charitable donations to them and actually were participating with groups all throughout the country supporting children. In fact, worldwide, they had been proud financiers of organizations that helped these children with this rare blood disease, EB, in remote parts of the world where they are denied basic hygiene to care for their wounds. Once again, another lie. Once again, it's a lie a day that we find out about the perpetual liar, the fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi congressman, from the 3rd Congressional District, who, as you know, is a product of the Nassau County GOP. And our own Peter King, who is too busy to notice. While he was lip-locking with Eric Adams on the stage, claiming it was bipartisan. You know, we got to show bipartisanship. It was just another, another piece of the evidence that tells me that he and Sid Rosenberg and others here at WABC are nothing more than Eric Adams Republicans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields of bodies burning. Machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, larger Classic War Pigs Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath 
And I noticed they were at it again, Lou, first anniversary since uh, Vladimir Putin sent his T2 tanks into the Ukraine and got repulsed. But, oh, boy, the war generals, the TV war generals were flexing. The war commentators were flexing. And they were conflating the Russians with the Red Chinese. And, I mean, they were itching, itching for World War III, as Sid has called it. First, uh, let's go back to February 11th. It was right before the Super Bowl. And a man who was a guest on every conceivable uh, program podcast uh, yes, Lou, he has even been advertised as a guest if you are foolish enough to pay for the Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, King Cuomo II, uh, son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I podcast. He actually charges you. He monetizes it. And guess what, Lou? He said exclusive interview with Gordon Chang. It, Gordon Chang is like a warmonger on everyone's show. First, talking about how we should have went to war against China before we shot that balloon down outside of South Carolina. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. war. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. Oh, God. Now he's claiming it's Russia, too. And then Sid Rosenberg, to his credit, in the 9 o'clock hour, had a very spirited debate with former Governor George Pataki. Pataki has gone back and forth with his foundation to deliver heaters and other badly needed supplies to the Ukrainian war refugees, of whom about a million five hundred thousand are housed in Poland, nearby Hungary, and some other East European countries. Uh, He's doing great work with his foundation, but uh, he made uh, the pitch that we all need to stand together to back the Ukraine. And he used verbiage that will take you on the time machine back to Bush 43. Look at Russia. Putin is evil, and he's committed to doing everything he can to hurt the United States. And it's not just the invasion of Ukraine. He was doing cyber attacks on the U.S. They were stealing our our, uh, secrets, our intellectual property constantly. And look who their allies are. They're being supported by Iran, North Korea, and to a great extent, China. Uh, these are not America's friends. George Vitecki, you should know better. You're a scholar. You used almost exactly the words of then our president, Bush 43, who referred then to Iran, Iraq, and North Korea as the access of evil. At his State of the Union address, I'll remember it like it, it was yesterday, January 29, 2002, less than five months after the 9-11 attacks, And then we soon had the constant drumbeat of war by the number one warmonger himself, a man who loved to waterboard al-Qaeda captives on Gitmo himself, Vice President Dick Cheney. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. And who called him a liar at that time? The one and only Bernard McGurk that this studio is named after, who died too early in his life because he wouldn't get a PSA, a simple blood test for prostate cancer. Bernie took a lot of flack, a lot of flack. Bernard McGurk, to his credit, was right. I was wrong. 
I listened to Cheney, the warmonger, and Bush 43, and then uh, a number of other uh, neocons who are banging the drums of war, Colin Powell, George Tennant, they all made the claim that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Remember that. And one of the other war hawks was John Bolton, who was asked his comments on the the, uh, first year anniversary of the Ukraine being invaded by Russia on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion of John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Yeah, no, I think it's the right thing to do. And it's it's only uh, at least the first detachment. It's only about 200 uh, troops. If uh, I think this is the right thing to do. I, I would do more. I would uh, home port a couple of American naval vessels in Kaohsiung, uh, Taiwan's big harbor, and, and show the Chinese that we're going to be there training and assisting the Taiwanese against any possible Chinese attack. So he wants us to send troops to Taiwan, a.k.a. Formosa. He wants us to send a naval flotilla jets, the whole nine yards, because he's conflated the two, Russia and China together forever. And I say to myself, where was the voice representing people who don't want war? Believe it or not, it was our own Sid Rosenberg in his questioning of George Pataki. You are not going to convince me that we have to break the bank for the Ukrainians. It's not our war. Yes, I understand. We don't want Putin to keep winning. You know, It's not our war. So the Red Chinese that everybody wants to conflate with the Russians, and yeah, they're bad, bad hombres. But they released a 12-point peace plan. Nobody else has released any kind of a peace plan. Uh, Macedonian Phil, is it okay uh, if we actually announce what it is, at least in theory? Because, you know, I'll be called a communist, a red Chinese sympathizer. God only knows what I'll be labeled with because I'm not a war hawk here or a chicken hawk. The 12-point peace plan for the Ukraine unveiled by Beijing says sovereignty of all countries is respected. That's good. Abandoning the Cold War mentality. That's good. Ceasing hostilities. That's good. Resuming peace talks. That's good. Resolving the humanitarian crisis. That's good. Protecting civilians and prisoners of war POWs. That's good. Keeping nuclear power plants safe. That's good. Reducing strategic risk. That's good. Facilitating grain exports safely. That's good. Stopping unilateral sanctions. That's good. Keeping industrial and supply chains stable. That's good. And promoting post-conflict reconstruction. That's good. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do it. But can any of you really say that you expected the Red Chinese to deliver this kind of a proposed 12-point peace plan? I mean, we haven't proposed peace. Uh, Russians and their allies haven't proposed peace. But here was Brian Kilmeade immediately pouring water on it, even though the concept sounded good. This is a joke. Every people say, well, China's taking the lead. They're showing that they want peace. Please. You know, I remember they said it was a joke when Jimmy Carter now in hospice in Plains, Georgia, was a president, a very weak president. But the best thing he did was he summoned he summoned uh, Menachem Bacon. Menachem Bacon. Remember, he would wear those dark black glasses. He was from Ergun. He was the far, 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 far right in Israel. He even battled Yitzhak Rabin later on to be the assassinated prime minister when he led Haganah. They were battling each other before they eventually battled all the Arabs who were trying to put out uh, the independence of the state of Israel. But he brought Menachem Begin 
to Camp David. Nobody ever thought he would make peace. But then was Sadat, leader of Egypt, who knew that was a death sentence awaiting him from the Muslim Brotherhood. And soon after, when he signed on to the accord, he was in the stands, and the Muslim Brotherhood came off their army trucks, and they shot him full of lead, tried to kill his second Mubarak, although he went on to lead. Uh, and uh, everybody said the peace will never hold up. Well, guess what? That peace has held up to this day. And everybody said that that would be impossible. So why wouldn't we even pursue this 12-point plan with the Red Chinese by reaching out to our Secretary of State and say, okay, these all sound like good ideas. How would you like to facilitate that? But instead... We heard from Mike Gallagher coming at you, a former Navy Marine currently on the arms committee, talking about Russia and China and how they are a double enemy. Ukraine should be a massive wake-up call for all of us, and certainly our friends in Taiwan see it as a massive wake-up call. But overall, my concern is we're not moving fast enough to learn and implement the lessons from Ukraine. Foremost among them is the need to arm our friends and partners before it's too late. We still have a backlog of foreign military sales items, nearing $19 billion, which have been approved but not delivered to Taiwan. That's unacceptable. We need to put hard power in Xi Jinping's path before it's too late so that he does not feel emboldened and thus launch an invasion across the Taiwan Strait. And then they started talking about giving jets to Zelensky. Jets. Now, you know Zelensky. His back is to the wall. He's facing down the Russian menace. Of Putin, he's done an outstanding job, he and his troops, but if given jets, you know he's going to bomb Russian territory. And I'm not just talking about the territory they seized in the eastern Ukraine, the Donbass area, no, no, and the Crimea, no, no, no. He will bomb Russian territory in Mother Russia, and that'll take it up a few notches. He can't give them planes, he can't give them jets. But of course, who weighed in on this? Our number one war pigs general, a man was like Lenslice all over the boob tube, who has side hustles with the military industrial complex that he never acknowledges, General Jack Kane. Reagan said, listen, let's help our, our friends and our allies with a common enemy and give them everything they need to win and let's avoid putting troops on the ground if we can. We've got this situation in Ukraine now. We've looked at it long enough. And I'm at the Institute of Study of War. And we believe, with some degree of conviction, that if the Ukrainians got all the arms and munitions they need when they ask for it, they will be able to retake their territory. Yeah, really. So we just got to keep pumping them up. More military aid. More money for the military-industrial complex. And Jack Kane and the rest of these armchair generals, TV generals, and so-called analysts and commentators, are they getting any money from those corporations of the military-industrial complex? Remember what General-President Eisenhower said, I can't say it enough times on his way out of the White House, turning over peacefully uh, the power to JFK, who barely won the election against Vice President Richard Nixon, and let's face it, uh, he stole it in Cook County. His daddy stole it with the mob. But he said, beware of the military-industrial complex. And who would know better than General Eisenhower? And then finally, we had a uh, caller with Brian Kilmeade who preceded us uh, with Sid Rosenberg right before the top of the hour. It was talking about supporting the Ukraine. Do it right. Do it now. Do it right and do it now. 
Thank you. We don't die next year. There's going to be 10 percent support for this. If you keep slow walking and deliberating everything. Why does he not get this? It's unbelievable. Talking about the president of the United States. And then I take all of you do it right. Do it now. Go to war. Right. Think back to what Gordon Chang was saying on February 10th, the day before they shot down that red Chinese balloon over South Carolina. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. war. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is everything that Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath were singing about with their anti-war album, War Pigs. Here it is, making the same mistake again that we made 20 years ago. The... Evil access. Access of evil, as Bush said it in 20, 2002. Iran, Iraq, North Korea. Now we call it Iran, North Korea, and China. Here we go again. Check this out. It's the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi! The classic stylistics, which is what Gnome Layton is going through, make up to break up with Sid Rosenberg. Revisionism going on in the morning show with Sid Rosenberg and friends, and naturally the one fiend in foe, which is me, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7.05 to set the record straight. But I see that Noam Layden, our news director, who was brought back from the abyss, is doing everything to try to guarantee his job security this time. I understand he's got hungry mouths to feed at home Living in the heights of Jersey City, well above his income level with the trendoids, freakasoids, and hipsters and millennials of Jersey City. But, Lou, he remembers when it was Sid Rosenberg who had him fired. Fired him. Kicked him out to the streets outside of the old WABC. So now he sucks up to Sid Rosenberg every chance he gets. And as you know, if you suck up to Sid Rosenberg, ho. He suddenly forgets what you used to do. I think your story is really amazing, and, I, and you're going to think I'm just kissing up to you, but it's not. I'm not, because I, I knew you when you were in Florida, 
And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but before you, they brought you back to New York, yeah, uh, you we met, and uh, it was when they were rolling out the syndication of Geraldo's show, yeah, and you were dying to get back to New Wait, York. Wait, so you came with Murray and Geraldo down to Florida? Yes. Yeah, so this and and I, I don't want to take credit for it, but I think I'm going to. I think I'm the reason you're back in New York. First off, it was Marty was the producer of Geraldo Rivera, not Murray. So you can see right there, they're off the beaten track. But, hey, Noam recognized he was reeling in the peacock. You stroke Sid Rosenberg, you get whatever it is you desire. So he continued in his revisionism because he knew he had Sid Rosenberg going. Geraldo said to me, he said, do we want to make him a regular feature on the show? And I said, oh, he's great. You have to. And you started coming on with Marty. That's right. See, he got it right, Marty. And so he fails to leave out one point, which goes in to what Gnome and Sid all of a sudden was swapping spit about. So you did play a major impact in this. Yes, I think I'm. I think you owe me everything, actually. All right, I got to write a new book. I gave all the credit <laughs> to Curtis Lee and Chad Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> there was Gnome laden before this. Citizens United, as you know, I was the one promoting that book on page 29. I told people if you couldn't afford it, just rip the page out at a bookstore near you, Barnes and Nobles, or steal it, just like Abby Hoffman, steal this book. Because you would see in Sid Rosenberg's own words that he credits me for barging into the office of Chad Lopez at that time in the old WABC run by Cumulus and telling him, do not sign that contract to hire Mike Lupica to replace Geraldo Rivera, as no main, uh, no Laden failed to mention. Uh, but you got to bring Sid up from Florida and team him up with Bernard McGurk. Bernie wants it so bad, and to Chad's credit, he did. Gnome was actually campaigning against this because he knew that it would mean the end of Geraldo Rivera and Marty here. But you see, Sid, you could tell him anything. If it strokes him, he believes it. And then all of a sudden, I'm listening to the news department's sports update. And it's by some guy I don't even recognize, Lou. What, what, what's the guy's name? Phil Dixon? We had a couple of local games on the ice last night. First, the Devils host the LA Kings in the Prudential Center. Falling into a 2 nothing hole after the first period, the Devils put their resilience on display, coming back and pushing the game to overtime, where Dawson Mercer scored his second goal and took the game. Final score, New Jersey 4, Los Angeles 3. The Rangers were also in action, but not as fortunate as their neighbors uh, in Jersey. They headed to Detroit nonsense. and took... Too much sports here at WABC. But, Phil Dixon? Wait a second. That's not Macedonian Phil. And I immediately went into the newsroom and I confronted Noam Layden and say, do we have a George Santos amongst us? That's not a Macedonian name. That's not his email address. That's not the name on his email address. What is this? He's a plant of the MIS, Macedonian Intelligence Service. And then all of a sudden, Joe Tacopino copped out. He didn't show up at 840. He sent a text. He said, Sid, my very dear friend. You know, I was at the Golden Gate Motor, and, you know, today is National Baseball Card Week, and they had a baseball card show. Get out of here, Joe Tacopita. What, were you busy with you, Kumada, instead of talking with Sid? 
oh, I'm going to co-bust all of them on Monday. The revision will not continue Monday at 7.05 with yours truly on Sid with all of his fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi friends.